I'll simply say the he blessed them according to each one. Or each one of us has a blessing. Just put it that way. I think that one is better. Each one of us has a blessing. Each one, each one, whoever you are, you've got a blessing. Hallelujah. And I want you to be very concerned about what I'm about to read. Now, can we quickly turn to the book of Genesis chapter 49? Genesis 49. Take your Bibles and we're going to read verse 28. Genesis 49, verse number 28. And we're going to read it together. Are we all there? Very quickly. Genesis 49, verse number 28. Are we there now? Can we read it together? All these want to go. All these are declared tribes of Israel. And this is it that their father spake unto them. And blessed them. Everyone according to his blessing. He blessed them. Hallelujah. Get that right. Of these are the tribe of Israel. And this is it that their father spake unto them. And bless them. Everyone according to his blessing. He bless them. Everyone according to his blessing. Now, I want you to understand that this is very, very important. The father will always bless his children. Is that okay? Now, if you start reading from first number one, you are going to see how God, I mean, Jacob begin to bless all the children one after the other. The Bible tells us everyone is God is so blessed. What Jacob pronounced upon Levi was not what he pronounced upon God. Was not what he pronounced upon Manasseh. By implication, every one of you existing has a blessing from the Lord. Why? Because God pronounced that even before you came into existence. Are you still there with me? Therefore, you don't have any cause to be distracted or disturbed by some other person's blessing. Because your blessing is right in front of you. It's pronounced by the Father himself. And just like I told you this morning, because God blesses you, no man can cause you. The word blessing is very important. It means benediction by implication prosperity. The Hebrew word there. Hmm? It means prosperity. It means blessing. It means to be liberal. It's like a pool. It means a present. Well, you, know, you know what the pool is? Hallelujah. Pool of Bethesda. It's like a pool. Everyone has a pool. Everyone. It's not something that... Listen to me. I can't compete and I don't compete with anybody. I have a uniqueness. And it's peculiar. And I can't trade it out by trying to be like somebody. You are blessed very uniquely. And you must identify that because the Father himself pronounced it. Hallelujah. Mean a benediction. Now, I want to show you one key fact on this matter. If you look at the scripture very well, three tribes have what looks like a negative blessing. Somebody like Simeon. Somebody like Reuben. Simeon was angry. Somebody like Levi. Because they finally assisted the people in the idol worship and things like that. Remember that? So these three tribes have negative blessings. But I want to tell you something. 
Though they had a negative blessing, what seems to be caused from their father. Remember, in the case of Reuben, the Bible says you will not excel. You remember that? But see, the good news is this. As long as you are connected to a people that are blessed, your blessing will be override. Did you get this? They were caused. They had their cause resting on them. But as long as they refused to leave the congregation of the blessed people. There was something in the midst of the congregation that overrided and overturned the cause that was upon them. The fellowship you keep is very important. This is why you can't forsake the assemblies of the saints. Because there are some things you carry from home or around you, but in the presence of the Lord, this is to be overturned. What people don't understand about fellowship is they think it's just going there to throw some coin in the offering basket and maybe. No, you don't understand. There's a place where your prophetic destiny is shaped and brought to light. So many things you don't know about that you carry when you come into the midst of fellowship. Remember what we read two weeks ago? In 4 John chapter 1, 5 to 7. Remember that. He said, if we walk in the light, there is no darkness in him. And if we share fellowship together, under the blood of Jesus cleans us from all, all unrighteousness. The common unity, the, the, the unity of the fellowship of the brethren, delivers you, sets you free from everything that seems to be like a cause. You probably may not have been doing well, but because you are united to the company of people that God has blessed, things will begin to turn around for your life. You can't, you can't underrate, undermine the place of fellowship. So you see, Reuben didn't have to leave out the cause the father placed on him. Simeon didn't have to leave out the cause. Levi didn't have to leave out the cause. Why? Because they joined themselves to the fellowship of the people that have been blessed by the father. Hallelujah. Are you following this? Some of you receive healings not because you are asking for them. Some of you receive changes not because you are praying so well. It is your relationship. It is your connection. How many of you understand that even Saul have to prophesy though he was not a prophet? Why was it so? Because there was a congregation of the people that a grace of prophetic grace was resting on and the word was going on. The prophet was going on. And when he stepped into that, he had no choice but to do what? To prophesy. Some of you will come into what you were not ordained for. You, you see, it's not you. It's the atmosphere. It's the environment that is created that will cause you to begin to enter into what you never planned for. Not if Paul wasn't, I mean Saul wasn't going to pray that he want to become a prophet or he want to prophesy. Was he praying such prayers? But he had no option because he found himself in the way the prophetic grace was flowing. It's God to prophesy. Some of you will step into the things that you never dreamed about. The things you didn't plan about. The things you were never thinking about. The things you never met that one day to pray about. They will come your way. You see yourself doing the impossibles. Because an atmosphere has been created. Hallelujah. Are you still catching this? Hallelujah. So get this right. Simeon was living a different life. Levi lived a different life. Reuben lived a different life. Because they joined themselves to the company of the people. That the Lord has blessed. That's the key to your survival. If there is anything resting on you, if there is anything following you, call it from community, whatever, all you need to do is to join yourself to a people and that God has blessed. And your causes are lifted. And somebody's cause is being lifted. 
you will enter into glory. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There is a glory of the Father. There is a glory of the Son. That means every son has a glory. Because in John 2, remember verse 11, the Bible says, When Jesus turned water to wine, he manifested for his glory. He has a glory. That the Father has a glory. You will also manifest your glory. Your glory is your blessing. That means you must live a life that is unusual. And men who don't believe you will come to believe you. Because remember the Bible says, even the disciples of Jesus never believed him until turned water to wine. You have no recognition now because your glory has not been manifested. But it's coming forward. Are you hearing what I'm saying now? Something is going to happen in your life unusual that will make people to recognize you. His own disciple never believed him until he turned down to wine. Everybody is expecting a miracle. You are one already. Are you hearing what I'm saying now? Now watch this. Now, so he blessed them with a blessing. Everyone with a blessing. Not he didn't just pronounce it congregationally, he took everybody and began to say something to them. And part of the things he spoke about, and let me tell you something, it has to do with the life they will live in the future. He was speaking into their prophetic destiny, he was speaking to their future and said, Before you end your life, this is the way you're going to live. God has already started something before you came in here. The problem you have is you have not been able to identify with what God has spoken about you. And told you. Are you still there? <laughs> One thing is certain about my life. You can't shift me. From what the Lord has revealed to me. And that has helped me. And that has kept me going. And that is bringing me to where I am now. And to where I shall be. Tomorrow. If you can understand your prophetic destiny. What God has spoken about you. Questions you have asked and he has answered. Have you ever asked your father questions? How do you pray in the first place? Hallelujah. Do you just take steps without hearing from him? How do you pray? What do you know he's saying about you? Come into the place of hearing him and knowing what he has in mind for you. And no man can stop you. Because his word to you will back you. His word to you be your shield. On all sides. Am I talking to someone? I don't see death taking you overnight. Practically impossible. Whether there be a cost from man. The costless cannot be cost. Hallelujah. Are you still there? Okay, let, let me show you in the New Testament dimension, Ephesians 1. Hmm. So when he say bless them, is foretold the blessings. God will bless them. And what will take place in the future times with regard to their posterity. Even your children are inclusive in that which God will be saying to you. They are inclusive. Hallelujah. Ephesians 1 verse number 3. Are we there? Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who have blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in who? In Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, you see, the word blessed in the Greek there is eulogio, which means to speak well of. Hallelujah. To do what? To speak well of. What did he say? Say, God is speaking well of us. Everyone, in particular, have come to the place of faith. 
God are speaking well of us. It means to bless. It means to invoke a benediction upon. It means to praise. So, look at that. Blessed be the God of our Father who has blessed us. What does that mean? Who has spoken well of us. Are you getting that? Who has invoked a benediction upon us. Who has prospered us. Who has praised us. With all spiritual blessings, praises, well spoken of. In Christ Jesus. Now, don't forget this. Christ was slain before the foundation of the world. That means these blessings have been pronounced before you were born. All you need to, to, to step into those things. I told us here, those of you who have been old in these meetings, if I step into full-time ministry, I ask the Lord, what do you want me to do? I don't just want to go there because everybody calls everybody pastors. Therefore, I have to be a pastor. And I told you the experience I had. Dramatic and practical. Literally, a hand grew from the wall and wrote down a scripture for me. I don't have to tell you. That is mine. Are you there? What? Are you following what I'm saying now? Practical. With a ball pen, I was watching. It came down, riding on my table, and the hand went back into the wall. Therefore, you can't move me from what God made me to know I am before I started preaching. That's why I can't be discouraged. People sometimes say, Pastor David, I don't understand. Sometimes there is so much pressure on you, but you could still preach. I say, it's not me. I am only functioning based on the commission. And the commission is what makes me to function. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Your life is not based on what you think, but on what he says. Look at what he's saying. God has well spoken. He has spoken well of us, even in Christ before the foundation of the world. In Christ Jesus and no man is going to revoke this. Are you hearing what I'm saying now? No man is going to change it. No man. The father blessed the sons of Jacob. The father God himself is blessing everyone that come in through Christ. You've got your place. Listen to me. The Bible says he blessed each one of them according to their blessing. That's what I want you to pick. According to their blessing. You have a blessing which is according to. Did you understand that? You have a uniqueness. There is something he has dropped in your life. There is something he has proposed before you were born. I've always told you in this place, the day you came into this world was not the day you were born. I was living with a friend of mine in South Africa. Send me a CD. I was so blessed by what he said. It's part of what I share with you on understanding the anointing. You know, but he said his children, sometimes when I talk to you in this place, some of you, you don't understand. I just pray God will give you grace to migrate from thinking either socially or naturally. Think as sons of God. What happened? He told me, he, he was sharing that and he said, the son came to him and brought some money. And he said, what is this? He said, it's my first fruit. I said, when is your first fruit? He said, it's connected to when I was born. Now the guy was born in December, but the body fought with in April. And he said, but why are you bringing it this way? He said, this is when I believe I should start my year. So April becomes my bad day. Come on now. Am I talking to somebody here? He said, it's not December. This is when I have my first fruit, and this is the beginning of my years. Remember, Israel came out, and when they celebrated, first of all, became the beginning of the years of the children of Israel. Have you not read that in the Bible? We are not walking as children of God. 
We are walking by natural dictates, walking by social concepts, walking by what men are placed in place. We borrowed all kind of concepts and we make them Christian. No way. We've got to identify with the mind of the Father. I said that my birthday starts from April because this is when I have my first fruit. And this was the first fruit under God. And <laughs> when they brought their first fruit in the month of April to celebrate Passover, that becomes the first month of the year to them. Not December, not January. I want to tell you, you want to talk about birthday, when were you born again? I mean, when were you born? 25, 35 years? Who told you that? You have existed before you came in here. If you want to celebrate, celebrate the day that the Lord came into your life. The day you discover your true identity. All you need to do is to come down and kneel down and give thanks to the Father. Drop an offering if you will. Let prayer be made upon you that you walk in the cause that God has charted for you. Stop wasting your time drinking and getting drunk and spending God. How many of you understand the money we waste on this food is God money which he never permits us to waste? We are just stewards of God's resources. We don't own anything. Do you remember that? We own nothing. The earth and the funeral, they all belongs to God. It doesn't belong to you. We are stewards of God's resources. How we waste our money, God is concerned about it. If you don't know. Hallelujah. I said, Dad, my birthday is April. Because this is when I have enough money to start afresh in life. This is my first fruit. The father is a pastor. Huh? I mean, I like people who have mindset for God. Let this man be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Think about it. Are you done with me? You have existed before you came here. Don't forget the story of Jeremiah. Say, before I formed you in your mother's womb, before you were born, I called you as what? As a prophet. So he wasn't born one day and then went to service and then the poor Levi and he said he became a prophet. No, he was a prophet before he came here. See, when you left the realm of spirit, you became, your consciousness became darkened by the things you are seeing in your environment. If I, I begin to think the number of months you stay in your mother's will make you become blind. You, you don't see light. Huh? You don't see light. Your eyes are always closed while you're there. Darkness is always over the place. Swimming in the pool of water. In the womb. Huh? And the day you are delivered, the first thing you shout, you know, it's not crying. They are just rejoicing. Thank God I'm delivered from that cage. Now I can express myself. It's a place of expression. When they saw light for the first time, say, God, I never knew light could be this good. I was there locked up for this number? Nine good months, blinded. Huh? So, you know, it's like sickness. Somebody who is sick and you take drip and feeding the person. That's the way it is. But you come and say, God, thank you. Now I can express myself. Hallelujah. Are you there? Fine. So I want you to understand this. That every one of us had a uniqueness. Remember, don't forget it. Blessed be the God our Father who has blessed us with all spiritual blessing in heavenly place in Christ Jesus. We've got it before we came here. We've got it in Him. You've got to stand for what God has pronounced upon your life and what He has given unto you. Can I hear an amen to that? We only need to act according to divine principles laid down by the Father to activate that pronouncement upon our lives. Acting according to divine principles. There are things you have put in place by which you can come to the blessings. 
This is acting according to divine principles. Hallelujah. Finding our bearing, navigating the realm of spirit as receiving partition from the Holy Spirit on a daily basis. Brings us to the place of that which Lord have charted for us. I will begin to act according to divine plan. Hallelujah. Are you still there? You know, the Bible says, it is not a man to order his step. Did he not say so? <laughs> but what again did the Bible say? He said, your word is a lamp unto my feet. So how does God have the full step of a person? Come on! The word. It is not a man to direct himself. Your word is a lamp unto what? Unto my feet. So how does God direct your steps? Through the word. Not just the logos, but the rhema. It is good you can study the word, it is good you can read the word, but God has to speak to you from the word. Then he begins to direct your steps. Hallelujah. Because some of you don't seem to be that privileged to hear him audibly, but as you study uniquely in your mind, through me, and allow the Holy Spirit to begin to reveal one or two words to you from the word, there is going to be a direction of your footstep. Are you catching what I'm talking about? That's how the Lord ordered the footstep of the righteous. Because your word is a lamp, what? Unto my feet. Walk by what he says. Not by what men thinks. Not by what people say. Not even by circumstance. Not even by influences and, and situations that seems to be very ugly. And I mean, you can decipher, you can't really say what no designment because things are just rough and terrible. And you get your head upside down like a bat. You don't need to do that. Fly up like an eagle. Look straight unto the Lord. You know, the eagle is the only bird that can fly very high to the sun with his eyes not blinking. That's a terrible creature. You can't even look up, but the eagle flies towards the sun. Go up there. That's why I say that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall fly like the eagles. Can you see that? It simply means those who renew they say will come to me. They will come closer. Because Psalm says that God is a son. Hallelujah. Turn with me to Deuteronomy chapter 2. Deuteronomy chapter 2. Moses is talking to the house of Israel. <laughs> Are you there? Deuteronomy chapter 2 verse number 1. Then we turned and took our journey into the wilderness by the way of the Red Sea as the Lord spake unto me. And we compassed my sail many days. And the Lord spake unto me, saying, Ye have compassed this mountain long enough, turn yet northward, and con command thou the people, saying, Ye are to pass through the coast of your brethren, the children of Esau. Watch this, watch this. Which dwell in Sarah, and they shall be afraid of you. Take ye good heed unto yourself, therefore. Look at that verse number five. Meddle not with them, for I will not give you of their land. No, not so much as a food, breath. Because, what happened? I have giving man say unto a soul for a possession. You can't take what God has blessed man with from him. A in the Bible looks like a cost man. 
But God gave him a mountain. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm talking about? God gave him a mountain. And he said, look, 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 look. I am taking you to Canaan. Right? Jacob, I'm taking you to Canaan. I'm giving you Canaan. I'm giving you the blessings. But listen to me. That mountain there, I have given to Esau. You don't have to meddle with him. Don't mess up with him. He belongs to him. I'm not giving you one inch of that land. Because I have given it to him. But to the natural man, Esau was a coarse man. But he got a mountain. He got a mountain to himself, protected by God. Warning people not to invade the territory of Esau. God shall warn people for your sake. That's how I believe that whatever is mine, no man can take it from me. Except it was not given to me by God. Whatever is mine, you can't take it from me. Are you catching that, Regis? You can't take it. It's not possible. Some of you look at yourself like you are cursed people. Can I pronounce to you today? God is on your side. And you have your mountain. I'm telling you the truth. You have your mountain. <laughs> That's why the Bible says God rebuke kings for their sake. When he said, touch no my anointed, it's not the man that is preaching. He was speaking to the corporate out of Israel. They were a house of priests and anointed people. You are also anointed people. It's not one man. It's not a man carrying a microphone. When he said, touch no my anointed, what he's saying is, I have made a provision for certain individuals. I have a goal for them. You can't stop them. You can't meddle with them. You can't mess up with them. Touch now my anointed. I say, Israel, <laughs> you are rejoicing. I'm taking you to Canaan, but don't get close to Esau's mountain. I've given it to him. I'm not releasing one foot out of that mountain to you. So don't attempt to do it. Whatever is yours, no man can take from you. Except it was not given to you by the Father. I so believe this. That is why I don't struggle for anything. You struggle with anybody. No, not at all. Not at all. I remember a sister spoke to me in South Africa, 2006. She invited me for a meeting. We had a meeting tremendous, and there was a place where I was supposed to minister. And I will call the guy. Came on the phone after that. I say I will get back to you. He never got back to me. And the sister said, "So, Pastor David, the Lord is telling me something." I said, "What is it?" He said, any door I shut, don't open. And when I open, don't shut it. I said, oh, so this one is shut. <laughs> Hallelujah. And he said, the person that invited me came through that individual. But behold, we went somewhere else that had become a major annual meeting for me. Larger than the first one. He shut that door to open another one. Don't force any door to be opened. It is he that opens and no man can shut. And when he shut, don't even you, she will attempt to open. Because his thought towards you are better than your own thoughts. You can't love yourself when God loves you. Do you think so? No, not at all. Now look at the story of Esau. This is a man that is a write-off. Hmm? To the natural man, he's a criminal, he's a thief. Anything you want to name, name it. I mean... When it comes to relationship with himself, I'm, I'm Jacob. Though Jacob stole the birthright and all that. He was angry. He was everything. He wanted to kill. Remember that? Jacob had to run. 
And then we saw his soul is part right. He loved the porridge. He's a kind of man. And well, with all of that, God gave him a mountain. So what have you got to say? The man is enjoying himself. He's a kind of man. He's got his mountain. He's got his prosperity. He's got his blessing. God is protecting up. Can you remember even when Jacob was coming? He told him, I don't need any gift. The Lord has blessed me, man. So I got my blessing. I don't need anything from you. Come on, let's just kiss each other. Let's forgive one another. You are blessed, I'm blessed. Anytime we preach a Baeso, it's a kind of man. <laughs> That's a man that God blessed tremendously. How is it that God so much blessed him? Because he was still a seed of Abraham. Whether you believe it or not, it's a seed of Abraham. Am I talking to someone here? That's the key. The covenant was walking through Abraham. <laughs> you see, it is God that gave her the power to do what? To get where that he may do what? Establish the covenant of the fathers. So it's not you. God is interested in Abraham. And if you are connected to Abraham, sure enough, you got your mountain. Hallelujah. You can't move David. No, 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 no not one bit. And you can't take anything from him. Not one each. That which is mine, is mine. I don't even know how to protect it, but God speaks on my behalf to protect it. Because Esau was not there when God was speaking to Israel. Esau wasn't there. He didn't even know God was doing that. God is saying some things on your behalf, unknown to you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's look at some things. Basic things. Because we only think about prosperity. That's what I'm saying. We only need to come to the place of divine activation by acting properly to make this plan to come to be. Let's look at the very simple story Jesus gave. For instance, we talk about what are the blessings we are thinking about. Maybe you want motor cars, maybe good houses and monies and all of those things. There's nothing wrong with that. It could be our desire. But to me, I call them Gentile things. And that's exactly what Jesus said. Matthew chapter 6. <laughs> Ordinarily, in the true sense of it, we are not gentle people. We are God's children. Is that okay? Hallelujah. Now watch this. Matthew chapter 6. I'm reading from verse 19. Lay not off for yourself treasures upon earth where malt and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. But lay off treasures, treasures in heaven where neither malt nor rust corrupt and where thieves do not break through to steal. How do you lay up treasure in heaven? I won't have time to go into that. But look at the book of Luke chapter 18. Read from 18, I'm sure, to 19. You're going to find a typical story. How Jesus met a man. Hmm? A rich man. Remember that? And he will say, what do I do to enter to have eternal life? Jesus said, come on. Love the labor, love yourself, and so on and so forth. I said, I've been doing that. It's okay, come on. You go sell all that you have. And then give to the poor. And you lay up treasure in heaven. So how do you lay up treasure? Doing good. So that you don't get confused. How do I do it? This is the divine principle. Do good. Am I talking to someone? This is hard then. Because as I say, when he said this to the rich man, the young man got angry. Man! All my wealth, all my life, I should sell and give to the poor. And Jesus says, it's a hard thing for a rich man to enter. <laughs> okay, verse 21. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Huh? 
So why is your treasure in the truth? Says your wallet. <laughs> I told you here some time ago. Remember that? Is the people come to me and say they're watching me with their lips, but their heart is far away from me. Why? Because where a man treasure is, there his heart will be also. So you come together and say, Praise the Lord. You know why you're saying praise the Lord? You want a contract. And you're just looking at the bank account. <laughs> you see what is in there. How much is going to be paid into the bank account? Am I talking to someone now? That's why you're praising the Lord. You're not praising him because you really want to praise him. You praise him because the bank account is about to swell. One check is rolling in because of the contract. You got some millions coming in. So where a man's heart is, or where his treasure is, there is heart to be where? Also. Hallelujah. But Jesus said, I mean Paul said in, in the book of uh, 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 Galatians, in the Colossians 3, it says set your affection on the above, and not on the earth. Is that okay? Alright. So what is actually on the earth that we're discussing now? Now, <laughs> let me look at something. Look at, look at, look at verse number 22. The light of the body, I mean, is the eye. And if the eye therefore be single, the whole body shall be all full of light. But if the eye be evil, the whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness? No man can serve two masters. For either we hate the one and love the other. Or else we hold to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. So what is he talking about? It's actually about money. It's about words, not just money. It's about words. Is that okay? Come on, are we together? Now, I told you, God has so blessed you, you only need to act on some divine principles to come into the plans of God. Now, you don't have to act like a Gentile to come into your blessings. Hallelujah. Now, the word hate doesn't mean hate in the true sense. The word hate actually means to love less, mishell. In the Greek, it means to love less. It's just like Jacob hated the richer more than Leah. Remember that? See, he loved less. Not that there is hatred. You know, there's a difference between hatred to kill and when you love somebody less than the other. Are you getting what I'm talking about? So what God is saying here is you can't serve words. In other words, you can't be a servant to words. And a servant of God at the same time. What is he trying to say? There is no two way. Your loyalty will be to one more than the other. It's not that you don't love God. But you are going to love words more than God. Are you still there? Okay. Now get out of the back of your mind. Let's progress just a minute. Therefore I say verse 25. Unto you. Take no thoughts for your life. What you shall eat or where you shall drink, not yet for your body. What you shall put on is not the life more than meat and the body more than raiment. Behold the fowls of the air, for the, the sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into bands. Yet your heavenly Father feeded them. Are ye not more better than they? Now look at verse 27. Which of you taking thought can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take your thought for, for raiment? Consider the leaders of the feed, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that Solomon, even in all his glory, was not arrayed like one of these. We have if God to close the grass of the feet, which today is and tomorrow is cast into oven. Shall he not much more close you, O ye of little faith? Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we be clothed with? For after all these things, 
Do the Gentiles seek? For your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all these things. So, watch this. The Gentiles seek for what? Clothings? What to eat? And on and on. You, you understand that? Now, what is the kingdom of God? But it's first tied with the kingdom of God is not meat and drink and raiment. Now, are you getting what I'm talking about? Fine. So when you think kingdom, you start with is not. Now, what is not is what the Gentiles seek for. Are you following this now? Look at it very well again. Look at it very well. Therefore, take note of what you shall eat, and what you shall drink, and what you shall put on. For after this thing do the Gentiles seek. Look at it. What you shall drink, what you shall eat, or what that you be clothed with. The kingdom government is not meat and drink, and raiment, but what? Righteousness, peace, and joy, and the Holy Ghost. So, the world seek not after the kingdom. It's a Gentile mindset. And because they love God less, and so they want to do it by their own strength. But God is saying, you seek the kingdom. Look at the next thing. Are you there? Verse 33. But seek first what? The kingdom of God and what? His righteousness and all these things shall be what? All dead unto you. They're not. Romans 14, 17. Remember that? Kingdom of God is not food and drink. Is that okay? Right. He said the Gentiles they seek after food and drink and clothing. But that is not kingdom. Now, the blessing he pronounced on you is in the kingdom. Therefore, you don't have to have a Gentile mentality to activate the blessings of God. But that's a hard thing for us to do. Now, is he saying don't walk? No. Is he saying be a lazy man? No. Is that what he's saying? But you must come to a place of rest knowing that whatever you set forth your hand to do is blessed by the Lord. It's not by struggle that you come into wealth and prosperity. There is a blessing. You have to think about the blessing. That thing that activates what God has given to you. If it is labor, the truck pusher labors more than even the driver. Am I talking to somebody here? The man driving in the company, the truck pusher labors more than him. But he doesn't earn as much as a driver in a company. That man is under AC. He only answer yes sir to the boss. But the truck pusher, the sun, the rain, the insult, motorbike, anybody insult him. He labors more than anybody. In fact, if need be 24 hours, he can still be pushing. But he doesn't earn as much as even a driver. So if it is by effort, you can't make it. It is God that gives it power to get to it. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Hallelujah. The word seek, zitoe, it means to seek figuratively, to worship God. To be about, to desire, to endeavor, to inquire. To be about, to seek God. Say, seek ye first. And then the word first is very important to me. The word is proton. Proton means firstly, in time, place, order, or importance. Oh, come on. Seek ye first in time. Are you there? 
In place? Are you still there? In order or what? Or importance? Now, at least to allow the great one of us have a little elementary principle of economics. There's something we call scale of preference. Hello. How many of you understand that? Scale of preference. Is that okay? Right. In your scale of preference, who comes first? That's the question now. <laughs> you see what I say? CK first. And the word first is proton. The word proton means in time, in place, in order, or importance. Who comes first in your priority? That was the challenge. When you earn your money, who do you think first? For the young girl, baby. <laughs> For the married mama, wife, and children. God is secondary. Let's set our hearts. But we are talking of activating the blessing that God has pronounced by divine principles. Are you sitting there with me? No, think about that. Activating the divine principles of God to come into the blessings of God. That means in terms of time, God should come first. What is your priority? How do you use your time? What time do you allocate to God? In your scale of preference. When you wake up in the morning, who first do you consult? Hallelujah. Are you still there with me? Firstly, in time. In place. In terms of what to do. Association, whatever. In order and of importance. Who comes first in your life? That's why I see. When people talk about fossil, talk about titan, is it becoming a burden sometimes? Because you see... You can't truly say you're putting God first and you earn your money without first considering God. How much is even tight? One tenth. You have a whole 90 portion to yourself. Just half. It's not even up to half. What has that got to do with you? It's not even enough to buy a recharge card for men who make records. How many of you know people go to the pool to buy a recharge card 1,005? And that day is finished. Tomorrow, 1,005. It's equivalent to the tithe you pay, but yet you don't pay. But look at that. In Proverbs chapter number 3, if you look at verse 9 to 10, it says, Honor the Lord with the first fruit of that substance. Can you remember that? Say, Then thy burn, and the wine shall overflow. Honor means, now you get to Malika, money. What did he say there? He said, if I be your father, where is my honor? My honor is not God. I thank you. You honor the Lord with what? Your substance. Who is the priority? Who is the first man in your life? Who is the first man you think about when things come into your hand? When you are working on a daily basis, you're talking about proton. In time, place, order, and importance. Seek it first. So important. People, you see, people don't go to fellowship. You want to push them. But they have time for other places. Now, somebody has to talk to you every day to be in fellowship. But in order of place, who do you place first? How do you place God? Hallelujah. Are you still there? Therefore, take no thought for the morrow. For the morrow shall take thought for itself. Sufficient all the day is evil thereof. We have money and no problem today. Instead of bothering about tomorrow. The only way you can bother about tomorrow is to lay foundation today. How do you do that? 
<laughs> Look at what Abraham did to lay foundation for his children. He wasn't praying about tomorrow. God, let my tomorrow be better. Let me become a great man. He wasn't doing that. Bible simply says, pay title to Melchizedek. And so, in so doing, even Levi, who was in the loins of Abraham, paid tight. And when Levi came out, what happened? Levi became the one to gather the tithes. He laid a foundation for the future for Levi for what he did today. How do you lay a foundation for yourself? It's what you do today. That's why I said, tomorrow have enough problem for yourself. Take care of today. Just concentrate. Just seek me. Just let me be the first place in your life. First place in your time. First place in your order of importance or priority. Let me be the first place. The things I have spoken to you and about you and upon you before the foundation of the world, they shall come to be. Tomorrow is in my hand. But you for today, seek me. Don't be like a Gentile. Don't be like an unbeliever. Am I talking to someone? He said the Gentiles seek after this thing. That means there's a class of people that seek after not the things of the kingdom. They're not of the kingdom. The kingdom of God is not that the first beginning. That's the definition. It's not meat and drink. It's not right. I mean, it's, it's not clothing. It's not, it's not works. He said these things will come unto you. The Lord will add them to you. They are just an addition. It means they are going to come. God knows you need them. At least I need a good mic to preach. God knows I need it. I need some ticket to fly to go wherever I'm going to go. God knows I need it. Am I talking to somebody? God said he will bring them, but he just first seek me. Let me be the first man and the first place in your life. When you wake up in the morning, who is the first one you greet? Talk to God. Am I talking to someone now? Start your day ministering to the Lord and let the Lord minister back unto you. As you pray in the morning, wake up in the morning praying, God will begin to show you some things that will eventually be in time, place, order, importance. Seek God first. That's what it means. Seek Him first the kingdom, which is righteousness. His peace is joy in the Holy Spirit. And all these things shall be what? Shall be added unto you. There is a place for an addition. Why are they addition? Because He pronounced them before even you were born. Just like Jacob have to bless each one with your own blessing. Even so has God blessed you with your own blessing. Do you understand? You see, 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 see. Come on. Ladies, let me just say this to you. Excuse me. Some of you get so confused sometimes. I'm in this. How am I going to get married? When will the boy come? You have your boy. Not just a boy. You have a husband. How many of you know that there's a difference between a husband and a man? What do you want? A boy? You want a man? Or a husband? <laughs> it is husband love your wife, not man love your wife. You can get a man beat hell out of you. But you get a husband, he will love you. Am I talking now? I don't, you don't understand. There's a difference between a man and a husband. It depends on the one you're looking for. You want, you want a man? You will get a man. But God can give you a husband. And the husband will love you. Even so, you want a woman or a wife? <laughs> God help us to understand these things. So that when you pray, you pray right. God give me a wife, not just give me a woman. Huh? Because there are some women in the Bible. By the time you study their character, you will understand what it means to have a woman. What you need is a wife, not a woman. What you need is a husband, not a man. Am I talking to someone? 
God has positioned them in the realm of spirit. <laughs> People often say, he that finds a wife finds a good thing and obtain favor. Therefore, go and find. Uh, go down to the next chapter. He said, a prudent, he said, words is an inheritance for children from fathers. But a prudent wife is from the Lord. There's a place for prudency. It's different from just a wife. You can go on looking for. But if God gives you the prudent one, you'll be at peace. You have rest to your soul. He will say, God, thank you for blessing me. Am I talking to somebody? What am I trying to say? Somebody is around the corner and it is meant for you. Don't kill yourself. Just seek him. That's what he's saying. All these things shall be added. God knows that you must have your own. And you have been blessed with your unique blessing. That means the man is unique. The wife is unique. It is God that ordained them. You seek the father. He didn't say seek a wife. He didn't say seek a man. Seek the father. God will also bring all of this in as well as an addition. They are all addition. Everything and gifts of joy on the face of the earth is an addition. Hallelujah. Are you hearing what I'm talking about this morning? Don't let your heart be troubled. No cause is going to rest on you. Do you understand me? God has so positioned you. God has so blessed you. See, just come close enough. Don't be in his presence. I, I, I ask some of you, please. Be around on Wednesday. I want to share something on reflection. Very important. I want to share something on reflection. Your change comes based on whose presence you are standing on. 